0: Thanks for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. I'm your host, Slade Robertson. For 12 years, I've been a professional intuitive and the author of the blog, Shift Your Spirits, where I try to write about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most New Age blather. I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. It is Saturday, February 24th, 2018, as I record this. This is going to be a really long introduction segment. I had intended to do this as an episode all on its own, but then I thought about evergreen content and the person listening from the future for whom some of this behind-the-scenes stuff will be dated. And I had a great conversation with one of my clients in the Automatic Intuition community this week. And that became a timely segment, sort of. And I was preparing notes to record this when that conversation happened. So that segment is a bit of a channeled message about creativity and purpose and your duty to dedicate yourself to the tasks that you've been given As always, there's an Oracle segment at the end of the show, so be thinking about a question or concern you may have, hold it in your mind, and I'll come back on after the final links and credits and leave you with that extra channeled message. Before I forget, I want to say a quick thank you to Melanie Hayes, my newest supporter on Patreon and a Mastery Level patron at that. Thank you for becoming a patron and all the great back and forth messages this week about the show. Usually what happens is when I see a notification that a new person has pledged her support for the show... I go in and send her a private message through Patreon and ask her about what she likes on the show and what she wants to see more of. I take special requests and questions and topic ideas. Melanie gave me lots of great feedback and ideas, which is really cool. I was listening to... Seth Godin, just today in the car, define true fans as not only the ones who will take the time you give them, but make time in their own lives for the content. And most importantly, true fans participate in the creation and support of the content as if it is their own. And it is yours. That's who I am making this for. So I appreciate all of you who've pledged your support, and I'm really excited to see these new names each week and have these interactions about the show. It demonstrates that you're enjoying the podcast and you want it to continue And that's very encouraging to me. Listeners who support the show on Patreon can access a guided meditation called Messages from Your Spirit Guides, exclusive bonus episodes, and there's also a mastery level of support where you can download one of my courses for free each month. This month, the featured course is Talking to Your Spirit Guides. So to find out how you can become a patron, support my time in producing this show, and access all the extra bonus content, please go to patreon.com slash shiftyourspirits. Now, some of you may want to skip this intro. If you really like hearing me every week and having me keep you company, uh, if you're one of my peers or mentoring students and you're interested in some behind the scenes because you're wanting to grow a podcast yourself, or if you're just a super fan, you will hopefully enjoy my reflections on the first year of the Shift Your Spirits podcast. This is episode 48 the final episode of the first full year of this show, which is a big milestone and I wanted to do something a little different to acknowledge it. So here are some of the reasons why I started the podcast in the first place. More than anything else, I want my marketing channels to be more closely mirroring my actual work, which is talking to me. At the end of the day, most of my work is mentoring, doing readings, having conversations with people, either over Skype or Zoom or on the phone. And I really felt like, okay, if you know, the end game is to have this relationship with me where you call me up and connect with me and I'm sort of this, you know, psychic friend who knows all this deep stuff about your life. Um, then it's really important that what I put out there to share my perspective and to let you see a little bit who I am and if you resonate with that, it just makes more sense for it to be more closely related to that format of speaking, listening to me, talking to me, feeling like I'm somebody that you're on the phone with. Um, I've been doing guest uh, radio appearances and podcast spots on other people's shows for years. Um, so I knew that there's a great benefit to, um, having people who've never heard of me before, hear me for the first time and come over and and become a part of our community. So many times I've also had conversations with some of my peers or my clients and I've thought, wow, I wish I'd recorded that. And, you know, 99% of the content I consume myself purpose uh, personally is in podcast format. I, stopped subscribing to newsletters a while ago. I do remain on a lot of people's lists so that I can see if something kind of special comes through or if they have an announcement or something. But most of the content I consume is in this format. And so I'm just going straight into iTunes, my podcast app, Spotify, wherever it is that that I'm getting audio from. And, and finding them there. And I suspect some of you guys are probably starting to do the same thing. But here's the thing that I, this is just personally me. Everyone has their different way that they like to consume and to learn stuff. Video and webinars and anything like that makes me feel really trapped sitting in front of the laptop. Like I just, oh my God, I feel like I'm in a cage and, um, I like to reserve reading more for pleasure. Uh, I really want my reading time to be, you know, the same kind of reading I've done my entire life, you know, which is reading fiction and reading novels and escaping into those worlds and, you know, living all those other lifetimes. And so I kind of resent having to read for learning for nonfiction purposes, um, and that's cool. I know a lot of people are just the opposite. They like to learn listening to audiobooks, and they like to read nonfiction, and that's cool. Um, but I personally kind of like to learn in a lecture format. Like, if I was going to listen to non, or if I was going to consume nonfiction, I would probably get an Audible account and and listen to it. Um, I really like to be able to learn while I'm doing other things, while I'm driving. Um, It has transformed the time that I spend in my car. I don't really listen to music. I don't listen to the news or radio. My car driving time is dedicated to podcasts pretty much exclusively. Same thing with walking, um, running, a lot of different exercise, a lot of yard work, that kind of thing. So I like... That flexibility of being able to take that wherever I'm going. And rather than feeling like my time is being competed with, um, I feel like I'm borrowing time. I'm stealing time that normally would go without that layer of listening and learning. So it feels like an added bonus. Um, And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, I just felt like... uh, the way that I create content and put it out to my audience should be more reflective of the way that I like to consume it. Um, even if you know some of you guys are different from me, I, it still feels like it needs to be in line with me as much as possible. Um, 100% of the people that I have spent money with or hired or taken workshops from, um, done online courses with, all of them for the past few years, are people that I listen to in an audio format. I feel personally closer to the people that I listen to, and I've heard from you guys. I can especially tell when you guys get readings and you first answer the phone and I start talking, there's a little bit of a cool surreal thing where you feel like the, the, TV, the radio show is speaking to you, and um, it actually helps us connect more. Uh, because you already feel like you know me and uh, you're, you're more open and unguarded and it allows us to connect faster. Um, anyway, I had hoped that you guys would have um, a similar experience to what I experience with the people that I follow and listen to. So those are some of the reasons why I just generally wanted to do this. The other big reason is I've been writing blog posts for twelve years, guys, and um, I needed to do something fresh and something challenging and a little bit uh, more creatively stimulating. And this has so much energy for me because it's new and it's exciting to make and it's a it's harder to do. It's um, you know it 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 keeps me from just being in sort of a, a hamster wheel of producing something that I've been doing for a really long time. So anyway. Thank you for all of you who came along readily and happily. Especially thank you to all of those people who my podcast has become their first podcast and opened them up to this whole you know world of, of consuming content in this way. Um, so my expectations around doing this show was that there would be a faster conversion. And that's a marketing term, which I'll explain in just a, a second. But basically what it means is that you would be able to connect to me faster. Um, Conversion means you know, the amount of time or the the number of impressions that someone has to experience with you before they decide to hire you, Uh, you know, the number of times you need to see that ad for that cool pair of jeans on Facebook before you go and buy a pair, you know, that kind of thing. That's called conversion. And it's the percentage of people that you expose yourself to who end up hiring you or buying your products or, you know, buying into your platform in some way so for me what that conversion is obviously is going from you having never heard of me before to being someone that you really want to talk to Um, you know when the time is right and something happens and there's a triggering event in your life where you're like oh my god I need somebody to weigh in on this Um, then you think of me and you know that's how you end up getting reading with me so for about a decade for 12 years um that the length of what i just described was about nine months so the average amount of time that someone would discover shift your spirits they would sign up for a free download they'd get on my list they'd read my blog posts every sunday um And they would do that typically for about nine or 10 months before they would decide to buy one of my books or take one of my courses or to get a reading with me or sign up for my um, professional mentoring. Um, So nine months, right? Like that's kind of a long time. Um, And I was used to that. It was normal. So I expected that you would resonate with me more quickly uh, by being able to listen to me, that you would be able to connect with my personality, by hearing my voice, and that that would happen more easily uh, and more readily. Uh, and I thought that you know it might take a few years of putting out the podcast and getting good at creating this type of content and establishing myself um, in this format. And the crazy thing is is it literally happened in the first month. Like, I mean, I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to put this podcast out. I'm going to do this for six months or so. And then I may start to notice a shift in the amount of time that it takes people to convert. And I was really floored because there were people who were listening to the show for the first time, listening to an episode or two, and then literally, um, contacting me and saying that they want to get a reading. Um, and that happened right out of the gate. Uh, so that was amazing. Oh my God. Can you hear that in the background? I just had to Stop the recording for a second and come back on. You probably heard my neighbor mowing the lawn. So here's the thing uh, I got really spoiled recording through the winter when no one was mowing their lawns. But I live in Tennessee, and yes, it's the end of February, but it is 70 degrees this week, and um, everyone's breaking out the lawn mowers and the leaf blowers, and uh, it never fails. Now, <clears throat> I shouldn't complain about this. I'm fortunate enough that my neighbor, Mike, uh, has a big riding lawnmower tractor and he loves nothing more than to get out of the house and drive around on that thing as much as possible. So he actually mows his lawn and my lawn um, at the same time together as one big piece of property in exchange for that, I do the edging. I like to do the... Uh, trimming and you know the edging along the sidewalks and the driveway and all that stuff Um, so uh, we kind of just sort of split those duties and share that and every once in a while give him some gas money for what he's spending on the lawnmower but anyway show interruption just to say that yes that's the sound of lawnmower right outside my window and it may not be as disturbing to you as it is for me but you might have noticed that I was a little bit distracted there and I'm just going to say it right now uh ten months out of the year someone in in the southeastern United States is mowing their lawn, and uh the chances of me having to record a podcast in uh, while there's Lawnmower noise in the background is really, really high. And I think that going into next year, I'm just not going to stress about it. So, um, as much as I would like to maintain some really pristine uh, sound quality on here, uh, some of that sound quality will include power tools in the background. Here it comes again. So, I'm just going to try to ignore it and power on. And hopefully, it's not loud enough that it disturbs your ability to follow what I'm saying. Anyway, so back to kind of breaking it down about the podcast. So Uh, I wanted to share a little bit with you about the episodes because you probably have your own favorite shows and certain types of topics that work for you better than others. And um, I kind of like to mix and jump around because that's more authentic for me. And I think some people kind of uh, appreciate that. Um, But I did want to share with you because you don't have these statistics setting in front of you, just so you could have the context of which of these shows are other people really into. Um, so some breakdown on the episodes. The most popular guest interview based on download statistics uh, is by far the interview with Aaron Pavlina. Um, Aaron is actually one of the best fits as an interview guest for this show conceptually. She and I have had a very similar trajectory since 2006. Uh, she also has a larger audience than I do. So I have to give her credit for um, nearly doubling the listenership of this show. So anyway, shout out to Aaron, uh, queen of the guests for the first year of the Shifter Spirits podcast. And I love all my guests and I really don't. Um, value one over another some people I specifically have on here because I love their energy or I love their message or the unique thing that they're doing Um, and they may have a smaller audience and my feeling is that if I can expose the people that I think are really cool to more people wonderful if there are other guests that can expose me to more people that's wonderful too so That's kind of my attitude about the interviews. Um, It's like picking your favorite children or your favorite pets. I mean, I don't really have a favorite, but Aaron does win in the download department this year. Um, So the all time most popular 10 episodes of the show is number one. Aaron Pavlina's interview, uh, number two, blocked from hearing your spirit guides, which is really cool considering that this was one of the most recent episodes and it came out number two and all time downloads. Um, it's rise has been kind of meteoric as they say, and no other episode considering, um, how briefly it's been on on air or published um no other episode has been this popular or has gotten this many downloads as quickly um how to f up your ability to manifest is another one of my solo episodes came in at number three all-time high um Number four, repeating numbers with Laura Warnke, Laura's interview. um, That was a very popular topic. And uh, so yay, Laura in the top 10. Um, A channeled message about life purpose is number five. Uh, Number six was Stranger Angels part one, which is one of my paranormal memoir episodes a lot of people have written over the years to say that they like those stories and a lot of people have contacted me about the the audio versions as well as being among their favorites and the statistics bear it out um love and money personified with morgana ray was number seven um always a really cool topic and one of my personal heroes uh i loved having morgana on the show and um Apparently, you guys did, too, because it was number seven. Number eight was the show about signs and coincidences, uh, which is kind of an ongoing topic that I decided to just sort of sprinkle through my introductions here and there as they occur. Um, Number nine. Was recognizing your higher self with Heather Alice Shea, which is really cool because that episode represents the first time that in my entire life that I'd ever even talked to Heather. Uh, so um, that that's a really cool experience to have, uh, captured a first, you know, um, a first meeting that way. Then when I said, you know, that there had been times when. I am having a conversation with a peer or a client, and I think, God, this was really cool. People would love to hear what we just talked about. Um, Heather's interview and even Heather's outtakes, which I'm putting together for uh, the Patreon bonus episodes, um, Heather and I had a grand time from the moment we started talking and um, definitely uh, would like to have all these guests come back on the show. And finally, number 10 for top 10 episodes of the whole year was about channeling. With Frank Butterfield. Another really cool topic, really cool guest. Um, go and, and listen to some of Lori Farence's interviews on Leaders Call to Adventure. Uh, with Frank Butterfield, lots of good stuff with Frank if you enjoy listening to him and I know I do um, cool thing about Frank is he's one of the few people that I actually get to see in person. Uh, he uh, travels a bit more than most of us, and he'll pop through for coffee and so I have these wonderful um coffee dates with frank uh, throughout the years and um it was really cool to actually capture one of those and and make it a podcast so those were your top 10 um obviously you guys like a woo woo topic i will say that um i can tell by what you click on and what you download and what you listen to the most right when it comes out um I definitely know that the titles and the topic keywords is the thing that most determines what you grab when you see it come through in the feed. Um, so I hear you on that. Um, the uh, The woo-woo topics are definitely something that I don't do all the time. I, I try to you know kind of move around, like I said, and and talk about different kinds of things and have different kinds of guests that may not be super new agey, um, but you guys like... The woo-woo stuff. It is definitely apparent. Um, and hopefully what that means is you like the fact that I take that stuff and then I try to make it more real and a part of ever- everyday lives because that's kind of the point of the whole, uh, message of the show. Uh, another thing I noticed about the top in, uh, the top episodes is that half of them are interviews and half of them are solo shows. And that's the percentage of how they were created as well. I was doing basically two interviews per month and, and two solo episodes per month. Um, As I said, I tend to message back and forth with new Patreon supporters, and they actually anecdotally request more solo episodes. Everyone always says, oh, I love the guests, and the guests are really cool, but I like the solo episodes. Um, I also get a lot of emails about my Rambly episodes, which... This might qualify as one of them, um, which are unscripted, where I just work from the loosest kind of notes, and I just talk. Um, And so I get emails from you guys saying that you really like those. Um, Maybe there's something more authentic about it. It really feels like I really am riding around in the car with you right now. Um, Those, unfortunately, are the least likely episodes to have transcripts because they're never scripted. Like my memoir pieces, and I have given unscripted precedence to my interview guests. Uh, meaning, you know, um, if we're going to do transcripts, I, I like to uh, give those that transcription priority to my interview guests, um, and I'll explain why in just a bit. I'll talk a little bit more about transcription. Uh, the audience growth is a really cool thing to look at. So. When I first started out a year ago, um, each episode was getting about 238 listens in a month, and now most episodes average 250 listens in the first day that they go up, so that's a huge growth. Um, The average episode is listened to by about 755 people, so the most popular episodes are are listened to by about 2,000 people. And the least popular episodes are listened to, you know, four or 500 people, something like that. Uh, But the average comes in at uh, 755, uh, which is cool because there are 30,000 people roughly total on my email list, not counting social media. And I did not give anybody much of a choice about switching to audio. I just did it. And I left a lot of people who only read behind, and I am aware of that. Um, But I do want to always point out, and if someone writes to me and says, I don't like listening to your show, I want to read stuff, I point them to the archive, which has thousands of blog posts and articles. There's 12 years worth of archives Uh, there's an archive link at the end of every page at the very bottom of every page of my website there's a link that says archive and if you go to that page it's everything that i've written on one page and it has a search box at the top and bottom um and so that's the place to go if you're really into reading a lot of uh, the backlist um There are 8,000 active Shifter Spirits fans, meaning people who actually read my emails and click on things in them, and I estimate about 1,000 of you guys are true fans of this show. Um, Erin brought a lot of her own audience, as did all the interview guests, and I'm focusing on the number of people that I can personally draw. Um... Here's what's cool about that number: uh, you need a thousand true flan- you need one thousand true fans to make a project viable. Uh, I think it was Kevin Kelly, maybe, who said that. Um, anyway, to make book sales, to make income. Uh, to put something out there and you know, do it as a side hustle and you know, make it a thing, uh, that should really be your goal is to have 1,000 true fans. Here's the thing you have to know about the growth of our audience. This is what the interview guests provide. I can't grow the audience very quickly just creating content for my inner circle, which is you. Right, You're one of the super fans. You're listening to this long introduction and you like listening to me and you listen to all the episodes and you support on Patreon. And unless every single one of you was supporting on Patreon, um, then I really couldn't get by with only creating content for you because there's no one new coming into to. The audience. Um, But I want to reach more people, obviously, and having guests is the most authentic way for me to do that. It's a big win for everybody. I pick guests that you're likely to be interested in. They bring an audience that is likely to dig what I do, and they are getting exposure to you guys. And nobody pays to be on my show, and and nobody is paid to be on my show. Uh, So I really do feel like. The interviews and the guests who come on this show is a really authentic alternative to advertising. Um, I don't want to just run Facebook ads and get random people clicking through who may or may not be um, warm to what I'm doing. I would much rather it be um, that I'm being introduced to people who... uh, I want to talk to and that my guests are having the same experience and that you guys are expanding, you know, your circle and your network as well through doing that. So that is the thing behind it. So when you see, um, an interview episode or you are listening to a guest and they're talking about their website, please go and check it out. Um, you know, uh, give them your attention, so to speak, because they are bringing, life and energy to my show and they're helping me make this viable for you guys. So, um, I really have nothing but the highest respect for my interviews. Um, Patreon support. Uh, I didn't know what to expect when I published a Patreon page. I wish that this had been around for the past 12 years I started about halfway through this first year of the podcast in June, I think. And my goal was to raise $500 a month in pledges within the first year. Um, and some of that is around paying for a transcriptionist, really, more than anything. Um, we are at about 260 something, 270, which is way more than half. And uh, we're about halfway through um, that cycle of first year with Patreon. So, um, yeah, I, I feel really good about that. And, um, I love having a really direct exchange of support where I know that, um, I am, I'm making this for you because you have expressed that you need it and want it in your lives. And that's what the, the Patreon support, um, expresses to me. And and that's how I think of it. And so I'm like, yeah, I got to make this for my Patreon people. Um, Linda is um, my transcriptionist or our transcriptionist, I could say. And, and she's not just a hired gun. She's actually a fan of the show. And She's also Canadian, by the way, if you've noticed the spelling, um, on the words here and there, and I don't care, we have British spelling in our transcriptions and I think that's cool. Um, anyway, Linda's a grad student and, um, I'm paying for the transcription out of my own pocket this first year, uh, to try to get it going and to provide it for those of you who really want it. Um, but it's not really a formal job for her. You know, she's doing other things in her life and, um, Here's the thing, she found me through this amazing synchronicity and she doesn't just transcribe the shows, she listens to the shows, she processes them and um, she wrote to me originally and said part of the way that she learns and processes information is by transcribing it. So she was transcribing the shows anyway because she wanted to or she was willing to. So there's an energy of really true joy and attention and her transcription, and until the Patreon support for the show can pay for transcription outright, well, even then I'm not sure we can really do better than Linda, and she and I have become friends, and she is a little chat person in my Evernote now, <laughs> um, and I've never had any use for the the team features within my Evernote um, that, you know, businesses and creative project teams might use. And so it's really cool to have this person who's like a virtual coworker with me, who's around all the time um, trading insights and um, chit chat. And uh, so anyway, Linda's more than a transcriptionist. She is like a little fairy that flits around within the uh, podcast notebook and creates all this wonderful readable stuff out of my conversations with people so um when you are supporting on patreon patreon god speaking of british um i pronounce it wrong because i listen to to people who are british say patreon a lot um you're yeah so you're supporting linda uh and um, you're giving her a pat on the back for all the work that she's doing for us, and she's really creating an archive of uh, of readable information for those who want and need it. And um, I'm just, I feel really blessed to not only just hire somebody to do it, but to actually have someone come along who, again participates in this content. She is part of the creation process, and that feels really awesome to me. So thanks for supporting her. Um, the results of, of sort of my intentions around the marketing, the some of the milestones, um, I believe that we have somewhere between 1,000 thousand and fifteen hundred 1,500 regular listeners every week. This show has been downloaded over 37,000 times so far. So Stop and think about that just for a second. You're listening to an episode in your car right now or whatever, and what you're doing has happened 37,000 times. That kind of blows my mind. I like to think about uh, how big that number is. And I imagine all of you out there listening away, Uh, There are 48 episodes, and I will probably continue to do sets of 12 episodes each season unless I become like a real whiz at batching and banking more content and I can just do 52 weeks. Period. Um, I'm working on that right now. Those um, four times a year, having a week off uh, is a real lifesaver and and it allows me to catch my breath and you know, and jump back on. And same thing for Linda too, I think. So uh, the biggest result though, really from creating the show for you guys is the connection that I talked about. Now, when I speak to you during readings or on sessions or with applicants to my mentoring program, you've been listening to me. So it feels to you like an extension of a conversation you've been hearing in your own head. And that openness creates more connection for me and it's it's easier to read people it's it's self-generating and it's more satisfying for both of us so i really noticed a big shift um, in what happens in those first few minutes of of talking to anyone, um, so some cool things that happened as a result of the show. Um, Stephen Pressfield, the author of War of Art and The Legend of Bagger Vance, and you know, tons of bestsellers. Um, Stephen Pressfield and his people noticed that I was talking about him on the show, and they sent me books. Um, they sent me uh, a whole bunch of his, um, titles both, uh, to share and some that I hadn't read before. And that was just a really cool thing. They just did it as a kind of thank you for me talking about the show. And, um, yeah, so that was cool. Um, I was asked to be on a radio show recently. I had pretty big listenership and um, that's always fun to do these faster format radio shows where they have a producer and um, it's a little bit more professional than my you know cottage industry version of it. So that's always fun when I get to do a real radio show. Um, I've done three video interviews as a result of the podcast. people requesting me um, on interviews, not just talking but actually my face too. Um, I was also invited to be on three other people's podcasts and, uh, had a print interview. Um, so, you know, I've, it's, it's allowed me to put myself out there as someone that people want to talk to and, uh, to have, um, collaborate with them. And that's really, really cool. I like the collaboration aspect of what we do. Uh, I was recently invited to submit my show to Spotify. Now, I'm not really sure what the deal is with Spotify. Um, iTunes, you, you just kind of have to submit to their directory and you wait for them to approve it. And it takes a couple days and they write you back and they approve it. And then... Most the other podcast directories and apps out there pull their information from iTunes. So if you kind of get in iTunes, then you get in most places. But there are some that you have to get into individually, like iHeartRadio, Spotify is one of them. And the thing with Spotify is there's really no obvious way as a producer or a voice talent or you know a podcast host to just go in and send them your feed and say, Hey, put me in your directory. So it was very excited to, um, be contacted by them. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they just sent me this thing out of the blue and said, Hey, we're going to put your show on Spotify. If that's cool here, send us your feed. And I was like, yes, please. I'd have a lot of people ask me, Um, can you get the show on Spotify? And I really, at the time that people were asking me, did not know how I would go about making that happen. And it just dropped out of the sky. So anyway, for those of you who listen to Spotify and have Spotify subscriptions, you can now listen to this show in your Spotify account. Um, By the way, the Oracle segment has been one of the biggest surprise successes of the show. I personally think that it's one of the the true innovations that I offer. Uh it's one of the things that I, you know, did to a podcast that I haven't heard anyone else do. And quite honestly, a lot of what I do on the podcast and how I arrange it um, is borrowed from the people I listen to. Um and so the idea to do the Oracle segment literally just came to me in the moment. And I just did it. And it was like around the second or third or fourth episode. And from that point on, I just kept doing it. And I'm sort of proud of it. Uh, I think it's cool. I get a lot of response and a lot of feedback from it. And. Um, one of the things that's interesting for me is it's kind of opened me up to channeling like in the way that someone like Frank Butterfield um, talks about it. It's a different way to um, allow this information to come through me. So yeah, I, when I say, you know, an extra channel message at the end of the show, what happens is I record the segment and then I record this intro later, closer to the time the show's going to go up. And then I record that little outro segment saying thanks for listening, blah, blah, blah. And then I just do the um, channel message on the spot. And uh, it's kind of fun just to see what happens. Um, It's kind of like, you know, jumping without a parachute a little bit. So um, anyway, that's cool. I I really like it. So here's what's coming up in year two, Um, just behind the scenes stuff equipment wise, I'd like to have a dedicated computer for audio and video. Um, I was a little bit like, I didn't realize how many resources this was going to use on my laptop. Uh, and it's just not enough. I need like a big computer that stays put and stays connected to all the equipment. And um, as far as the process of how I do stuff that now that I kind of know what I'm doing, um i'm looking to streamline this process as much as possible the show takes about 5 to 6 hours of work to produce 30 to 45 minutes worth of content and actually the length of the show matters less than you might think it takes as much time sometimes to publish a 20 minute solo episode as it does to put together an hour long interview Um, So what I'm hoping to do is batch episodes. Um, Batching is something that you can do in any kind of job, in any kind of industry, in any kind of project. Uh, You can find a way to batch your tasks. So I want to have multiple days scheduled where I just do nothing but record a ton of segment content um, and then maybe have days where I record more than one interview and I just do a whole lot of it and then I put it together together um, over time and and publish it. Uh, right now I have a tendency to kind of just be running a week or two ahead and kind of making things as I go. And that's not the greatest way to produce this volume of content. So we'll see what happens. The main thing that you should know about year two is, you know, after serving some of the super fans on Patreon, Uh, I've decided to do more solo content. Uh, This has been my number one request for the show is that people want more of that. So currently I do 50% interviews and I think I'm going to drop back to doing one interview a month. And what that will do is really allow me to curate. A really focused list of twelve amazing people to have for the year, and um, to place them in in a way that might be a little bit more thematic in terms of how it relates to the other shows around them. So we'll see. I don't know. I may decide that like it's really helpful having more interviews, and um, or if I notice that it causes the growth in the audience to you know slow down too much or something like that. But. I'm going to try to do more solo content. I think I went in thinking you guys wouldn't just want to listen to me talk. And so I was conservative in that expectation and I felt a little cringy about it just being me in a microphone and expecting you to listen to me. And so I did fewer solo episodes than I might have potentially done because of that. Uh, Now that I have the feedback and I hear from you guys that you actually like that content fine. um, I feel a little bit more affirmed and okay. Yeah. You know, actually it's, it's easier to control something by yourself than it is to involve other people. Um, So Yeah, I should be able to do that. No problem. So roughly each month, there'll be three episodes of me and one guest interview, and then hopefully, um, a bonus episode for the Patreon people. Um, I may fudge this as people catch my eye, or I might run across someone at a conference or something and meet them and have a great conversation and say, Oh my God, I've got to record an interview with you. And, um, so I'm not going to be too hard and fast about these rules. It's just a general direction. I'm going to try and make the interviews really aspirational for me, at least, meaning people that I think are a little bit of a stretch for me to have on the show uh, that maybe intimidate me a little bit to ask and to talk to um, people that I'm more likely to be um, stretched by um, or challenged to to rise up to meet Um And I don't know what that means. That could also mean um, the level at which I take the interviews. Um, I I think I've discovered some natural skill for interviewing people. And now that I kind of have a feel for how it works for me, I'd like to actually learn and study interviewing skills and to become better at interviewing. And I'd like to be the person who... When someone does an interview with me, they say things that they don't say on other interviews, and it's not just another um, appearance with sound bites and them saying the same things that they always say. I'd like to really be that person that gets them to talk in a way um, that maybe they don't uh, in other appearances. So that's my goal: is to just go deeper and better and bigger with with my interviewing skills. I'm also going to try to do some more video presence. Um, I've been doing a little bit of Facebook live with my automatic intuition community. Um, I've decided to do video announcements for the podcast episodes, like little trailers with me introducing them, um, possibly some video ads to promote the show. Uh, especially when I have, you know, like a feature guest. Um, I might do some of my guest interviews as video and, um, put those on my YouTube channel as well as having them on the podcast feed just to, to branch out and create even more forms of content. Because here's the thing, if you are listening to all this and you're interested in what I'm talking about because you are also a creator, um, it's always best to figure out ways that you can create something once and do the work and then um, package it in as many different formats and put it in as many different environments as possible. Like that's a really smart way to work. And so um, if you are doing a podcast and a blog and a, you know, video YouTube channel and and all that kind of stuff, one of the the wisest advice that I've ever had about managing all that, because it sounds like a lot of work, um, is to record your interviews, do them as video put the videos on YouTube, strip the audio out like I do and put them in a podcast feed and then, you know, have them transcribed and put that on the blog for people who want to read it. And so then you're getting like all those formats with one, you know, hours conversation or whatever it might be. So we'll see if I can kind of take some of that advice for myself. Um... Yeah, so also uh, I want to do some outtake episodes. I need to go back and refigure the way that I talk to my guests and invite them and negotiate their appearances on the show. Um, some of the most interesting things that I've captured are the conversations that happened before and after the interview episodes. Uh, Like for instance, one thing comes to mind is Heather Alice and I talked for 30 minutes um, before we started the interview and we had this really cool conversation about spiritual atheism. And uh, I, I I did get her permission to make that a bonus episode, but um, uh, when Morgana Ray was on the show after the kind of interview part was over she started giving me dating advice. Um, and I thought that the advice that she gave was actually really useful for lots of people. So I may, um, pull that out as an outtake and send it to her and say, would you be okay if I let people listen to this? Um, and I'm hoping she'll say yes, but, uh, so I'd like to do a little bit more of that. There are, uh, people speak differently when the, you know, after the yell cut, you know, um, before and after there's a slightly different energy and sometimes the things that you talk about spur of the moment uh, are very cool. So I'd like to create some content out of that and and share that with you as well. Um, I'm not calling the bonus episodes Q&A episodes anymore. I'm just calling them bonuses. Um, you guys really don't send as many specific questions as I would have liked. Uh, so if you do have a question, by all means send it to me. I do get a lot of uh, cool suggestions, and they're usually more topical. Like, hey, we'll do an episode about you know energy healing or something like that. And so that's good too. I'm I'm open to all those suggestions. I've got a lot of stuff to make here. So if you can uh, give me a, a sense of direction or help me brainstorm, that would be really great. Um, I might create a best articles archive for my patreon supporters uh, do more of a kind of curated reading of all the you know years of content the written content we have um, I'd like to create paths through certain kind of most popular topics um, I, I tried to use medium.com for a while last year experimented with putting some articles on that. Uh, I have some friends who've had great experience blogging on Medium. I kind of got crickets. It just didn't really land. And that's okay. You know, you have to try stuff and just see what happens. I am not going to beat a dead horse, though. Um, So screw it. Uh, I'm not doing all that curating and cultivating for strangers. If I'm going to curate and cultivate sort of greatest hits um, and also a collection of certain topics, like for instance, if you're interested in spirit guides specifically, um, create a path that, you know, takes you through that topic. Um, so that you don't have to like dig around looking for it on the blog. So I might do some kind of uh, specialty archive of articles like that for the supporters as well. I'm just going to do it for you guys because like Seth Godin said, you guys are invested in the content and so it's less about trying to blast the world, you know, and expose myself to as many people and much more about going deeper into the content and the topics Um, and making the conversation uh, more complex for you guys uh, specifically. Um, I'm going to create some exclusive new courses that are just for uh, Patreon mastery level supporters. I've got uh, ideas here, some notes for some psychic development episodes. I got a series on the Clairs, like Clairvoyance and Clairaudience, etc., I'm going to do an audiobook version of contacting your spirit guides and a series on elemental astrology, which is kind of like if you want a really easy way to use astrology or to learn about astrology, if you don't know anything about it, I kind of have this approach around the, um, the elements, the sacred elements that are within astrology and also just to kind of Uh, I call it finger painting with astrology. It's like big handful, smudgy handfuls of astrology, as opposed to that super finite mathematical, um, you know, savant kind of astrology that some people do. Uh, Because that can be overwhelming. That's like a whole life purpose in itself, if you want to learn that. So anyway, those are some of the things just to keep your eyes out for that will be coming to the... Patreon supporters. Um, I'm definitely going to do more Oracle segments. I'm looking into creating an Alexa skill for the Oracle segment. So maybe you could get something on a daily basis. Like if you have Alexa, you could, you know, um, interact and get the Oracle message from her and have one every day uh, as opposed to just once a week. Also some other formats for the Oracles, uh, maybe an app or something like that. Uh, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to talk to some nerdy people about how to make that happen. Um maybe you could get one texted to you or something or you could call and get one. I don't know. Um I'm just kicking it around, but definitely want to do something more with the oracle because it's the kind of surprise gem that appeared out of this whole process. And where I see all of this going um in the future is you know, I've kind of taken another turn on my spiral path, right? I've come around full circle and I've also sort of elevated up to an, another level in terms of challenging and uh, challenging myself. And so this is kind of the next phase for me as far as creating this work for you guys. And I could really see myself doing this in an even more expansive capacity like down the road i may outgrow the shifter spirits concept i've been kind of thinking that for years like i'm like someday i'm kind of kind of run out of shifter spirits and i may want to pivot to another concept Um, i'm not sure what that might be i don't think it's going to happen tomorrow um i do have some alternate titles though if i were to go in a different direction with the podcast it's not going to happen right away but um just putting it out there that I want this to be something that evolves um, along with me because that's more exciting for me and hopefully that excitement trickles down to your experience of what I'm making. Um, if I could get picked up by the right kind of podcast network or a radio show network, I would definitely consider doing that in the future, especially if they gave me a crew. God, I would love to have like a crew. My dream is to be like radio lab level um with the production so anyway um the main thing that's upcoming is the content you guys clearly like the woo woo topics the best I don't always actually go there first. Um, I sometimes want to stray into other things. I think fitness and nutrition are extremely important, and they're part of spirituality uh, that I've, you know, been talking about a lot in the last few months. And but those topics are like trying to make you eat your spinach, uh, you know, and they're not always appealing to everyone. Um, you guys have indicated through your clicks and your topic requests. That you want the hardcore new age paranormal topics, but you still want them down to earth, which is kind of the base of my platform. It's what I most hope to create and contribute. So my challenge is to keep finding a way to do that. And honestly, some of this woo-woo stuff just cannot be brought down to earth. To tell you the truth, I get requests for show topics and I'm like, um, I can't talk about that because I don't believe it. And it would take 15 seconds for me to say why I think it's bullshit. And while I like to take out the hearts and flowers, I don't want this to be about tearing things down or negating things or calling people out or having a show that's like, here's another new age topic I think is BS. I don't want to be the Rush Limbaugh of spirituality. That's not what I'm trying to do. Um, I do uphold a standard for myself of trying to keep it positive in the content that I create, which is much higher than this standard that I experience in my everyday life. Uh, For example, I'm extremely political in my real life, but I won't be recording political rants as part of my podcast. Um, I'll definitely tell you more personal stories, although I'm trying to space those out because I have a limited number of cool ooh this one time this crazy thing happened to me kinds of stories Uh, more than anything I am focused on creating content for you so keep me engaged keep sharing the show and sending me emails and messages and requests and recommendations and Facebook comments I love making this for you thank you for listening You must honor the ideas you've already been given if you want to receive more. A few months ago, Sean, one of my mentoring clients in the Automatic Intuition program, presented me with a really exciting prospect. A project that came to him that was part channeling, part writing. I was truly excited for him. I thought, wow, that's a beautiful concept. It's succinct the title itself is one of those shining sentence type audience downloads. It reminded me a bit of when I received the idea for Shift Your Spirits. I was thinking I can see an entire platform that can be built around this. There's the potential for a practice and a business and it will really appeal to people. But I didn't want to overwhelm him with where it might all go. It was an idea that had yet to be executed and brought through. So the holidays came and we know how those months go by. And Sean contacted me for a session after everything, you know, after the holidays and into the new year. And in the email, he mentioned that he was feeling a little bit lost. He wasn't sure what to do next, what direction to take. He was kind of waiting for everything to come together. And when we were talking this week, he told me that he had successfully learned to do readings, which was part of what he was interested in the automatic intuition program. And he said, you know, I, that had been demystified for him. He's able to do it. And the feedback from his reading clients is positive. He feels good about that. And when I asked him about the channeling project, Um, I thought maybe he was having trouble connecting with that or something. But he told me that he had no trouble connecting or retrieving uh, channel messages. And so, you know, all that was really missing, the sense of direction in my observation, was that he just needed to dedicate himself to this project. To dedicate time in his schedule, either every day or on a sort of three-by-three strategy, And he told me, he stopped me as I was talking, he said that word dedicate was the marching orders that he was hoping for. I experience this all the time in my fiction. I have lists of ideas for novels and stories. I have two books on my desk laid open in a sloppy state of word surgery right now that are sequels to my novel Havenwood. And I feel a little uninspired by them. Last autumn, I kept wanting some really big idea to strike me, to land in my lap and light me up so that all I could think about was writing it. I kept trying to make that idea come to me. I tried to prime that pump and drag it out of the sky, to draw down the moon, to raise a cone of power, and the silence from my guides, from my muse, it was actually painful, I obsessed over the absence of that next big idea and I finally gave up I gave in and I dedicated myself to the projects that were on my desk because those are ones my readers are waiting for and expecting and I'm not in love with them I'm not on fire I probably was when I first started to plot them maybe but you know i love a brainstorm i love the beginning of a project but that beautiful brainstormy part of the process had already come and left me with this big pile of work and that's the thing the brainstorms like a month and then you've got like 16 months of work actually executing it and none of that work ever feels quite as magical So, you know, in the absence of anything better to do during my writing time, I just went back to working on my current books. And I'm about a month away from the end of a four month writing stretch right now as I'm speaking to you. And the drafting of this current book will soon shift into the editing process. And then last week, I had a story come a bolt from the blue, lightning. I sat up in bed just before drifting off and reached for my tablet so that I could furiously type notes about what I was receiving. That's what I was waiting for, that kind of an idea, that burst of inspiration. That's what I wanted six months ago. But you know, I believe with all my heart, it was given to me because I followed through on the ones I've been given before. Why would they give me more? if I'm only going to lay them aside and demand another one? Doesn't it make more sense if the muses and the guides are giving out assignments that they give the best ones to those with a track record of following through? You have to honor the ideas you're given, regardless of how they might be critically received, whether or not they will sell, whether they become a replacement career or remain a hobby, If the divine is delivering plans and ideas to you, it is your duty to execute them, to bring them through. You've been chosen. You've been interrogating your divinity, your creativity about your purpose. What should you do? What should you make? Whom should you make it for? And if these questions have only left you spinning in hesitation, paralysis, blocks, then ask your work what it needs. How can you best honor the inspiration itself? What is the idea asking you to do? What action does your art require your inner artist to take? If you're going to be true to your creative gifts, you must honor the ideas you've been given. Thanks again for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. For show notes, links, and all the past episodes, please visit shiftyourspirits.com. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or whatever app you use to access podcasts. The show is now available on Spotify if you use that platform. If you'd like to get an intuitive reading with me or download a free ebook and meditation to help you connect with your guides, please go to sladeroberson.com. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, you can start the course for free by downloading the attunement at automaticintuition.com. Before I go, I promise to leave you a message and answer to a question or a concern you may have. So take a moment to think about that hold it in your mind, or speak it out loud. I'll pause for just a few seconds right now. You don't have to do something amazing to be happy, but you do have to honor the ideas you've been given, especially if you ever want another big one. The book you haven't written yet is always going to be better than the one you're working on. But guess which one has a better chance of being read? What idea are you bearing? And what's required to bring it out? That's your direction. That's your purpose for right now. So go get after it. And I'll talk to you later.